welcome to From the Ring to Everything, where we talk about everything from your engagement through that first year of marriage and everything in between. My name is Maria, and if you're ready, let's get talking. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of From the Ring to Everything podcast. I'm glad you guys joined me today. Um, On today's episode, I want to talk about a few tips or advice that I have for couples that are going through their first year of marriage or maybe just recently got married and um, the honeymoon is kind of starting to fade a little bit. You know, you already had the great wedding day, wherever, however that looked, whether it was a big celebration or a small intimate ceremony and reception or dinner with close family and friends, however it was that you celebrated your wedding day and however it was that you spent on your honeymoon. Some people take a honeymoon right away, others don't. You're just, you know, the reality is you come back from your honeymoon, you're overwhelmed, you're just filled with all this joy and happiness and that's great. And over time, we start to kind of settle into regular everyday um, life. But now we're we're settling into that life as a married couple. And so you're learning how to live together and how to kind of choreograph that dance for lack of a better word um, when you are now sharing a household and sharing expenses and sharing household duties so um, I kind of wanted to go over a couple things I was going over some um, reading material that I had read across and they came across some pretty interesting tips and I I thought oh these are really helpful I want to go ahead and and share them with you and um, One of them was, you know, definitely creating your own traditions. And I touched about that already earlier on the last podcast, creating your traditions, especially when the holidays come around, you guys might come from totally different backgrounds as far as what your families did and how they celebrate uh, certain holidays. And yeah, definitely incorporate some of that, but also create some of your own. I'm not going to go into that too much because we already covered that on the last, on the last episode. But um, some of the things that I definitely wanted to go over that they talked about was creating that phone-free evening. You know, in today's world, we live on technology. We're on our phones, we're on our iPads, we're on our computers. It's always with us. No matter what we're doing, I, I see that all the time in my own family. We're always, you know, everybody's always on an electronic device of some sort. And even my husband and I are guilty of that now that, um, you know, we're, either looking on our phones or we're on our computer and even though we're sitting in the same room we're there but we're not really there for each other definitely do not make that a habit make that time you know spend that time away from technology what um what we my husband and I do is uh we especially in the summertime because the summer does well we always have great weather here in southern California but even we do have our few cold nights but we do really make it a point to take a couple of nights out of the week. And even if we don't go anywhere, just maybe have a cup of coffee or um, just sit and talk about whatever's going on on that week and that day or anything like that. It's really important to take aside that time and and start making that an early habit early on in your your marriage. Because life is busy. You know, if you're both working and you have high demanding careers or even if one of you is home and the other one is working, You know, you're busy with different things and phone calls and work and all the other chaos of life and bills and stresses that uh, come along with it. So definitely take that time to just sit and catch up with each other at least a couple of times a week. 
just turn off the electronics, turn off the phone. What I really liked and why we started doing that and started doing it pretty early on, even before we got, you know, the cell phones were a big deal, is my in-laws were great about it. I used to remember we would go over to their house and they would just sit out on the balcony. They had a balcony that had an amazing view of the city and they would just sit out there and they would talk and they'd have their their beer and they would just be chatting away for like two or three hours and I remember thinking how awesome is that you know that's probably why they um were married for so long and um when on the cold nights they'd do that sitting at the kitchen table and I really enjoyed listening to their conversations and we'd join in with them and we would go over so that was something that my husband and I definitely learned from them that that communication and taking that time to just spend with each other. Um, I would also say, yeah, you guys, you know, if you don't have kids or whatever, either way, even if you do have kids, if it's a blended family or a second marriage, take that time to, to take a date night. You know, even if it's just to go walk around Target and hang out for an hour or two, have a cup of coffee, take a drive, something to just kind of get away and reconnect and keep that going, that communication going, that would be really awesome. So I would say definitely make sure that you set those priorities early on in your marriage. Um, The other thing I would also say is, yeah, you want to spend time with each other, but you also want to make sure you set aside time for some friends. You know, you don't want to just ignore your friends and your social life. Yeah, get together with them. Uh, have, you know, go visit with some girlfriends or guy friends if you're the husband or the guy in the relationship and just hang out, have that bonding time, that girl time or that guy time and also spending that time together with friends. It doesn't have to be all the time. Again, just don't all of a sudden just be like, okay, we're married, it's just us and forget our friends, forget everything else because the friends are going to play a big role in your relationship. You still want to keep that social aspect going about things. Um, the big thing also that, uh, I, I saw is my husband and I, you know, we lived in the same town as our friends and family for many, many years when we first got married, we then had moved away from that. And so we had to create new friends and that was difficult because we were used to having our family and our friends around us. And it was really hard when we moved an hour and a half away from everybody we had to, we were spending a lot of time together and we had kids by that time. So it was, things were a little bit different. Our lives changed uh, dramatically as far as that shift goes. But it was, it's still really important to have good female friends and good guy friends that you can hang out with and talk and just have that little bonding time. But for sure, we definitely started doing a lot of uh, new things with other couples and with our friends and would still get together with that. Um, The other thing which I'm hoping you guys would talk about well before you guys got married and talking about marriage and getting engaged, but if you haven't had the conversation yet, it definitely don't hold off till tomorrow, like have the conversation today. And that's like your financial goals. You know, one of the big things that um, couples argue about is money and finances. So know where you guys are with that. What are your goals in the future for each other? Like where where do you guys wanna see yourselves? in two or four years or anything like that. <coughs> Sorry. Um, where do you guys want to see with that? With that, um, One of the things that was a big thing for us when we got married is we got married really young and we had no clue about money and banking and finances. So we just kind of like just spent and nobody said anything. 
And so we had a shared checking account and uh, debit cards were kind of like the new thing coming out. So we each had our ATM card. They weren't even debits, they were just ATM cards at the time. And I remember that my husband would take out money and he wouldn't tell me and I wouldn't know. So then I'm taking out money or I'm writing checks. And that just caused for a lot, a lot of arguments because I didn't know where he was spending. He didn't know where I was spending. And all of a sudden I'm getting these notices from the bank, you know, you're overdrawn, a check was returned and we were like argue about all that. So definitely know where you are financially, talk about things, what are your goals, who's taking care of what, and just make sure you're communicating. What I found worked for us after um, a couple of years, we kind of thought, oh, let's just do things like, let's have three different accounts. And so, and I know a lot of couples who do this now, and it works really, really well for them, is something to consider is we have separate accounts. We have a main account that um, my husband primarily contributes to, but we both put money into that account. But we also have our separate uh, checking accounts, and that's just kind of like for whatever we're going to use it for. So like, you know, with my husband, he loves to shop online and loves eBay and, and Amazon are his like favorite places to be online. And so he has that play money for lack of a better word. And that's where he'll put like, you know, gas and golfing and whatever he's going to be buying. And we love to go yard selling. So we'll pull from there for yard selling money. Mine, it's just, you know, for whatever else the household needs, whether it's groceries or gifts for something or um, some of the, you know, a couple of the utility bills, but mainly we have the main account that covers like the big bills and we know that's just for that. And then we have the two separate accounts, which kind of, we each are in charge of our own account then and um, it works really well because then it doesn't cause arguments with the household finances or anything like that. So that's just, you know, a couple of things that I would advise and, and recommend. Um, some of the other thing is you're going to have a lot of first as a married couple and everybody loves to document the first and I am right there with you. I'm a big romantic that way. So, you know, like um, example, you know, the first Christmas as a married couple, your first weekend getaway as a married couple, just take lots of pictures, enjoy these things. Remember those firsts because you're going to be surprised how you're going to go back and look at that stuff and just really bring it back with good memories and smiles and fondness because we will go back here. We've been married 39 years and there's so many times in our conversations that we have when we're just sitting there chatting and we'll look back and we talk about old moments from when we were first married and um, things we used to talk about, things we used to dream about and where we are today from then. And it just brings such a smile to our face because we look back and we're like, man, who were those people? You would be amazed. Of course, we were a lot younger and it was a whole different time frame. But, you know, today I know, you know, couples are getting married a little bit older. They're probably already, a lot of you are probably established in your careers and financially um, independent and everything. But even then, it's still this great new first of everything and that innocence um, of being first married and learning how to live with each other and be in the same household and, you know, figuring out who's doing what. And we never really established like, oh, you're in charge of X, Y, and Z, and I'm doing this or that. You know, it was something we had to learn. It was something we would argue about. Like, why am I the only one always doing the dishes and constantly picking up your, your clothes off the floor? And it's just, you know, communicating of ex that expectations and saying, hey, you know, 
It'd be nice if you help out sometimes or, you, you know, you just do the dishes without me asking you. So it's basically just talking, finding out those expectations and those, um, you know, where you guys can help each other in that. And doesn't necessarily mean you always have to ask them or bug them, but it's kind of nice when somebody does something without being asked and it just makes it so much nicer. A little advice for guys and for girls, you know, um, just kind of do something one day that's nice and loving that you didn't have to be asked to do. So just get into that habit of sometimes doing those little things for each other. It really does go a long way and you know, you really do appreciate it. I know I would love when I would come home and I would find that my husband had cleaned up the kitchen. I'd be like, oh, wow, that is great. Thank you so much. It was like a great surprise and it was something that I just loved. And um, you know, I would try to help him out with little things too. You know, sometimes I'd go out and kind of clean up his workbench out in the garage or um, clean up something in the backyard, like the dog poop, <laughs> which he hated to do. And I would go out there and do it. And pretty much now I do it all the time, but only because I, I don't like seeing it. But just little things like that, just start, you know, talking, getting into that, those early habits and um, just those early things that you want to do for each other. You guys are, you know, into this new relationship and this new marriage and start setting those important goals for each other, um, those financial goals, those household expectations and stuff. And just don't worry about all the little things. It will work itself out. Till this day, 39 years later, my husband still can't find the laundry basket and I still find the clothes on the floor. But after, <laughs> after a while, you just kind of learn to choose your battle and that's just the way it is. It doesn't, I don't let it bother me. And I'm sure I do plenty of things that he's just like, okay, I'm not even going to bother arguing about it or anything because it's just, it is what it is. So there's going to be those little annoyances as you guys learn to live together and uh, share things. So with that, I would say just talk, have those conversations, make time for each other, use those nights to just really talk. Even if it's a couple of hours over coffee, over ice cream, sitting outside, sitting on your couch, just turn off the TV, get away from your phone, get away from the electronics, spend that time together, try to go on a date night once or twice a month or once a week or a couple times a month, however way it can work for you guys. And um, set those financial goals, you know, make that bucket list. What are your goals in the next, you know, two, five, 10, 15, 20 years? And just kind of start talking about them. Those goals are probably going to change over time, but at least it's a starting point. Spend that time with some friends and um, also time together as a couple with friends. And yeah, I think things will work out just really, you know, just really well. So that's my little bit of advice and insight on what. I think um, would be a little helpful for couples just starting off and having that first uh, year of marriage, like I said, can sometimes be a little hard, but um, you'll get through it and it'll be fine. And it's not always going to be great. And it's not always going to be that happy moment of the day that you had on your wedding day. But there's going to be a lot of other moments that are going to be just as special, just as great and even better as long as you guys make sure that you focus on each other, focus on the relationship, and don't let all the other outside stuff um, enter that relationship too much. You know, you are going to have your arguments and your disagreements. That's a given because we're just human and nothing is perfect and no relationship is perfect and no marriage is perfect. 
but you can get through those harder things that uh, come up, especially in that first year. So I hope you found that helpful. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, you know how to reach me, email and uh, events at by, events by Maria at outlook.com. Again, thanks for listening in, listening in. And until next time, let's keep talking. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes. New episodes are available the first and third Thursday of every month. If you have questions, comments, or stories you want to share or are planning a wedding, email me at eventsbymaria at outlook.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to share it with your friends and family, and please leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. Until next time, let's keep talking.